Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Otis Mineral Glass Eyewear. Born on the rugged, surf-rich coast of Western Australia, they create sunglasses that look good, last the distance, and complement an eclectic lifestyle. Mineral Glass Lenses, environmentally friendly, scratch resistant, with perfect clarity. Otis Eco Acetate is made from resources widely found in nature like cotton seeds and plant matter using natural non-fossil fuel binders. That means the acetate part of our frames is non-toxic, recyclable, and certified biodegradable. Otis Glasses is beautiful. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at inherentbummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at Surfa. S-E-R-F-A-C-B-D. WaveKey is the world's most comprehensive land-based sensory surf discipline. The brainchild of former number one surfer Brad Gerlach, WaveKey's martial art-like focus on slow, precise, land-based movements embed powerful surfing patterns and fundamental technique for surfers of all levels. WaveKey is a land-based program allowing you to achieve a heightened focus on the movements as you practice. The effects of this are amplified when the practice begins to subliminally emerge in your surfing. It takes time for this to happen, but when it does, your surfing improves dramatically. Brad Gerlach is front and center in all aspects of the unique WaveKey course, presenting recorded videos, live session videos, Q's and A's and insightful expert notes. Nuggets of gold that you simply won't find anywhere else. Wave key for the love of surfing. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Oh yeah. Our guest this week, born into surf culture. His parents won multiple world tandem championships. His dad, Steve, started shaping surfboards in 1970 and created one of the most iconic and respected board brands in the world. They opened their first surf shop in HB in 1971 and have been building boards ever since. 
They were on the forefront during the birth of skateboarding and was one of the first companies to manufacture fiberglass skateboards. What? That's so, insane. So you're the one that Xanadu was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that we is know. incredible. I don't hey, know about that. We <laughs> love that it's a family-ran, family-owned surf brand with over 50 years in business. So much her uh, history and heritage with this family, and we're excited to hear all about it. We welcome Dave, the brown blur, Bainey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bud. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the show. Chris yeah. and the show off. Okay. Yeah, I'm what? a big fan of the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, crack, crack one of those. I, I definitely, you always hear the nice little snap of a beer. So I, I, I got to partake as well. So there yes. you go. Rack them. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, St. Archer Brewing Co. Yep, the good stuff. Yeah. We just went by there today. Uh, we got this festive holiday happy holidays from saint archer holiday ipa it's an indian oh, pale ale nice. it's, and it's a uh, tall boy 16. Ooh, yep. yeah no one's cheating us right now no seven percent alcohol hey let's not worry about that stuff so <laughs> wow this is cool i'm so stoked to uh finally get to sit down with the brown blur yeah, yeah. man no i'm stoked like obviously you guys i mean you guys have a lot of heavies on this so <laughs> like i mean you had the goat the other week freaking ed gt like all these guys that you know you grew up with i'm big yeah. fans of myself yeah. so like to be on the podcast as well like i'm truly honored so uh thanks no worries yeah, man. we're stoked and, and and we 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 know a lot of people and when we think we know somebody and then all of a sudden like they they whip out like stuff we're like wow you did that or you yeah. did this yeah. or you know that per you know like yeah. it's really cool and that you know like you just mentioned it comes full circle with your peers and your bros yeah. here and dana point where we're at yep yeah so bef before we start like it's crazy that your parents were surfers and they were tandem champions tandem yeah. champions yeah yeah no it's definitely um that era that was popular that was <laughs> yeah. huge that's the thing it's so this like, is like late 60s yeah like late 60s um and you know these days tandem surfing's i mean kind of kooky right it's, it's a side it's non-existent really pretty much yeah. i mean there's there's definitely teams out there yeah. the only reason i know that is because my parents are still like known as like the forefathers of it and they people talk to them and yeah want them to teach them and stuff but back then you gotta understand like all the best surfers were like these watermen right yeah uh, like the pete petersons like mike doyle all these guys so they were like big wave surfers they were paddle boarders they were board watermen they were yoked watermen. yeah and tandem surfing was just part of the deal and if you really think about it, they just like you have to tandem surf with a, a small petite, yeah, kind of hot chick. So <laughs> they were like the smart ones, right? Yeah. And um, so back then you were like respected because you could do all that. And, yeah. Um, my mom's. Yeah, you had to be yoked. Even yeah. left a, a petite girl, you had to be yeah, still totally. like balance and strength. It was freaking for nuts. sure. These guys were jacked, and um, you know my mom's Filipino. She's uh, you. Yeah. Pinay <laughs> team. <laughs> But, you know, she's really small. You got numbered in here a lot. Yep. <laughs> so she obviously got picked to do that stuff. And that's how it was. Like, my dad, I remember growing up, we'd be at the beach, and, you know, girls would be lined up to do it. Yeah. Know? And They're psyched to get on, on the shoulders and... Yeah, and just go surf. It's kind of like the new, you know, I don't know. It's like you, you could you could take people on a tandem surfboard, like, this, you know, like the soft tops. Yeah, yeah. And we're tandem, but it's like, you know, you're doing lifts and stuff, and it's for girls, and... Um, yeah, people just liked it, and it was always like a really big attraction, like at the like all the club events and stuff like that. That's and crazy. Yeah, they actually were on Wild World of Sports. No yes. way. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. 
Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey. Yep. Um, I think there's footage of them. There is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there is. But I think I've seen it personally at the like the contest that David Nueva. We posted a, a, a video of David Nueva when he was on the on our podcast, and there was people doing tandem. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it was part of the events. Like it was yeah. part of like yeah. the festivities of having those like those those surf events and stuff. And they, you know, they would have a little you know, hour yeah. on finals day or on the weekend yeah. and, and, and so do a different kind of expression session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more technical than people think too. Like, yeah, I only know this cause my parents did it right. And it's like, it's kind of like figure skating, but on a surfboard. Right? Yeah. That's so the easiest way to describe it. Cause there's all these technical lifts and whatever, and you got to perform, you know? Yeah. So, so it's anyway. your mom, like from the Philippines or was she born here? Yeah. Or? She was born in the Philippines. Her Crazy. family moved them out here when she was six years old. Nice. That's yeah. my story. Yeah. Okay. I moved out here when I was six from yeah. the Philippines. Yeah. So she went to Santa Monica High and um, just grew up by the beach and all that good stuff. Yeah. How crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So she grew up in the surf world. Yeah. Much. Just like in Venice at Muscle Beach and just, you know, that whole zone. And um, I think how she got into it. She used to surf like uh, Malibu and Sunsets and all that stuff. And mm. The weird thing is she has all these brothers and sisters. She's the only one that actually... Got into surfing. Yeah. It's like this guy. Yeah, same yeah. here. Yeah. She's, was she the youngest of, of the that family, her no, siblings? No, she's kind of one of the older ones. But, okay. Um, but yeah, she was Just kind gravitated of... gravitated towards the beach. Yeah, she was like really athletic. Um, she was the one that kind of had like like a little more adventure and, yeah. you know, kind of got in trouble with her parents a little more. You yeah. Know, just like, just like Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> just um, so they grew up there and your dad was in South Bay area or that? Area? Yeah, that's where yeah. he, he was a military kid. My, my grandfather was in the Air Force, so they, they lived all over. They um, lived in Hawaii for a bit on Oahu and then um, they settled down in Torrance. Yep. And so that's when my dad started surfing and tandem surfing and, and wanted to start to make boards. So um, they met they met through tandem surfing. Yeah. In, in LA. Yeah. And he started shaping out of the South Bay. Yeah. For I think yeah like when he he started in 1960 and it's like the same same story you know you, you see your neighbors and their kids doing it in their garage oh you want to try to do one with me one day yeah cool so he went and did that and then eventually he um, he started shaping for uh, Gordy. In Huntington. Wow. And um, he he just walked in the Gordy shop and asked for a job kind of thing. And um, so he, he, Gordy is pretty much the one who taught him how to shape. How right. But he already had hands on some sort of yeah. like, at yeah. least, you know. He was glassing some boards, yeah. making a handful of boards. And um, Gordy asked him to like bring his boards by, you know. And, you know Check them out. Yeah. He, he has a way better over. story. But, you know, Gordy was kind of like a crusty guy, like pretty intimidating. Like, oh, for sure. Dude, yeah. So, for some reason, he liked my dad. He kind of took him under his wing, and um, 
yeah, I worked at his shop and all the crazy stories that happened there. Oh, I can so, only imagine for yeah. sure. So your dad moved to Huntington. Yeah, they they were in L.A. and he would always surf Huntington or San Onofre, right? So that's why he started going there. And then um, I think eventually he moved to Huntington Beach. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy there for a while. And what um, in what year was that he moved to Huntington? Like that was like late sixties when he start when he started working there and and um, he started Infinity in nineteen seventy. Wow! So it was like a couple of, a couple of years after the Gordy thing. Yeah. Um, because that's yeah. how you make a name for yourself. You you know you, I mean the shops were you're in a shan- surf, were, yeah were yeah. board board yeah. shops. They weren't you yeah. know what the surf shops are you know today. So yeah, yeah you make a name for yourself. You open exactly. up your your own shop. Yeah, and his first surf shop was like a um, abandoned gas station. You know, so it had like a window. Same. And he had five boards in there, and like and then he shaped on the side. You know, where was that? So I think the very first one he ever did was actually down here. It's the Catalyst store. In San Clemente, mm, no way. And that was like a Herbie Fletcher store, and um, it's Catalyst now. And they have a little, they have a shaping and yep. and they glass. they do glass up. Yep. So my dad was the first one to put a surf shop in that space. Wow. And then um, if you go in there right right now, uh, Matt Biola's in the bathroom has a rad timeline of the building. Wow. And it talks about who who like worked there and all this stuff pre rad. That's yeah. bitching. Um. So yeah, it was down there, and then um. Did he call it Infinity down here? I think yeah yeah it was Infinity okay. yeah and then he moved moved up there pretty quickly I think because I think it was happening more up there you yeah. know at that time Surf City yeah totally, okay totally. so what how did did he ever tell you why he named it Infinity Yeah uh, my dad's kind of funny because he doesn't really like tell like he tells he's he's famous for telling like rad stories <laughs> like if I ask him something he kind of doesn't like tell me you know <laughs> yeah but your son why would he do that yeah well it's, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah right. you picked up all the stories by by listening in on conversations yeah with other people exactly so like I mean the, the story is like he originally wanted to call it uh, bluefin right just like pretty Fish. bad yeah I mean, that's pretty terrible right and um so he had I wouldn't say bl- terrible, but yeah. Infinity's way better. <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's just one of those things where you're just walking around thinking, and he's like, oh, Infinity's cool. Oh, it already has its own logo, you know, the Infinity side. Yeah. You know, how could he, you know, and, and at that time he was making different boards, so it was kind of like describing, like, all kind of boards, you know, like Infinity Surf, like, in, you know, forever, you know, just all kinds Innovating of Innovating and yeah. growing. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. And the first, the first logo was like this... Uh, like a laser beam like you know like a ray gun mm. and it said infinity in there and it's supposed to be like this you know like yeah. time travel kind of thing or something and everyone's like you know what it already has a logo bro just yeah do the infinity you're trying sign. too hard yeah, yeah and that's yeah. what it was yeah, yeah don't Funny. don't yeah don't try to reinvent it like you already <laughs> yeah. got a great logo yeah so he's just trying to make it harder than it, than it should have been but so you know. was he just into surfing and tandem did was he into like sailing and and yeah 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 that was the thing is like he did all that stuff you know like paddleboarding sailing like he raced boats um it's crazy how how much of a waterman yeah the old that old that generation yeah they wanted to do it at all yeah you know they get in the canoe they want to get an outrigger they want to you know but then they're also riding dirt bikes and you know yeah (laughs) doing like they they were they were the last generation of like real men yeah (laughs) kind of right <laughs> Without you know making us look bad, but yeah. no um, rough riding like, he-man, yeah, hunting. Yeah, I mean it's still all you know it's all relative on how you how you grew up and what, yeah. what your passions are. But yeah, I mean it's crazy that I mean that's so funny that you you bring that up because yeah those those dudes were like robust and like yeah did everything and now you know 
our generation and, and the younger generation coddled. Well, they're just Wussy. just like more compartmentalized. You hear that, JJ? Yeah. Little wuss. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, so yeah. weird to think back. Gosh, these those guys motorcycled. They went hiking. Yeah. They skied, fishing. You know, lobster diving. Yeah. yeah, doing it all. And here we are. All I do is surf and maybe play ping pong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Mean, it, it, times were different. I mean, they were yeah. slower, but they were. They. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit from your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn cash, win payouts. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team's going to increase in value, you can buy low and then sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. You were expected to grow up at eighteen. You're an you're an you're adult, an adult at, eighteen. at eighteen. Like you're yeah, ready you're to tackle together. the world. Yeah. You yeah, know, really. like you're all going off the war. We didn't. Our kids don't really understand like yeah. the, the, the the dynamic of like that age group. Of, yeah. You know, eighteen is like you're gonna go die. You can go do whatever. Yeah, like it's so and true. our parents, they got married young, real yeah. young. Yeah. It was like go. You know. Yeah. You go get a job or you go do something. And yeah. And I know we're talking about your dad and Infinity a and we'll lot. We'll get to you but, for sure, but but I think it's super important to, yeah. to talk about that history totally. because yeah. I mean surf shops, you know, you are a product of a surf shop. Yeah, we absolutely. are a products of a surf shop as well. And right. part of the reason why we started our podcast was to promote you know yeah our industry and where we come from you yeah, know no so yeah for sure and to talk i mean all the awesome stories and how everything correlates and, and crosses you know crosses over and from everybody knows everybody it's a really yeah. small industry so so we talk about how your your dad's from the south bay then your his first shop was down here yeah what was this affiliation in um, san clemente just Everyone kind of knew each other, huh? Yeah, I think I think just it was like it was easy to get materials and stuff. You know, it was all close and 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 the space was there and it was right on PCH. You yeah. Know, and like you know, you think like old school Not, marketing stuff, like oh, it's right by the busy street. You know. Yeah. And so Not that, as much competition too. Yeah, that that whole thing and um, so I think just Huntington Beach was kind of where it was happening. You know. And yeah. Because because when uh you know the more that we talk to different people wally from from val surf you know i it it was uh new to me when we talked to wally how much of a epicenter the south bay was for surfboard shapers and surf industry you know bing half jacobs dewey weber all those dudes that were from that from the south bay i'm like wow Yeah. yeah and then you know, Hobie, Dana Point. Yeah. Hobie, like Dana Point, was like huge. Yeah. You know, talking to ED, how yeah, much totally. of a, a hub and where where the industry kind of grew up, or not kind of not grew up, but um but started was sparked here in yeah. Dana Point with yeah. Surfer Magazine. I mean every every and Bruce was Brown there Clark was time. not you know not too far away from Yeah, Bruce Brown yeah. was freaking yeah, making right movies there in his here. Office, right? yeah. yeah. So <laughs> all these things that we're finding out from ourselves because of the podcast is just so crazy yeah but but your dad what's your dad's name steve steve Steve. and steve opened up the first pretty much uh surf shop in the location that matt biolis is in yep for sure yeah that's so trippy and then from there he went to huntington 
Because yep. he had roots there. He was shaping yeah. up there and exactly. working with Fort Gordy. Gordy. And yeah, I think he had an opportunity, like, because um, we had our own surfboard factory up there as well. Mm. So um, He started his own factory? Yeah. Wow. So, like, we had the shop and then the factory. And, what was it called? Um, I think it was just... I think it was just Infinity as well. That's but like we manufactured like other people's boards, mm. and now it's Ocean Works. Okay. Ocean Works is in Santa Ana. Okay. And um, so yeah, like when IPA came to the mainland here, like we were kind of like the licensee to build the IPAs here. Wow. You know, so my dad shaped with IPA, and you know, there's some history there. And, um, it was just cool, and and it's kind of funny, like like you say, and more and more people I talk to, like the older guys, are like, oh yeah, I worked for your dad. That's so it's funny. like all these guys, like you know, like a Bob Hurley or whoever it is. Yeah, I used to glass boards. You know, I used to sand this, and you're like, what? Like <laughs> so many people like made boards and yeah. worked at this factory. So I think yeah. at the time he kind of had the busiest factory. You know, mm. um, where was it? Do you remember? It's in Santa Ana. No, the original one. Yeah. Oh I wow. Think it's it's Ocean Works. Still. Okay. Yeah, and. Um, I, I remember just a little bit hanging out there when I was a kid right before they sold it and because um, I was born in Huntington and I lived there until I was like I don't know a few years old and then we moved down here wow but um, yeah it's cool it's it's cool and it's fun to see that like the building's still there you know the Jack's building because yeah. everything's just like blown up like I mean this little sessions shop looks exactly the same yeah and, that, that uh, building stayed the same yeah, yeah. So, so your dad opened up infinity next where, where Sessions is next yeah. to Eldon Liquor. Yeah. Yep. Um, Eldon's been I there remember hanging out there. Yeah. Really? I remember hanging out there as a grom and, and, you know, it was sketchy back then, you know? Yeah. There used to be like apartments above there. Uh huh. And we'd park in the back, and I remember like there'd be like, you know, guys Trunks. hanging out the window and doing something weird <laughs> and like, you know, just all sketchy. And I remember parking out there going, whoa, this is weird. And So you were born in Huntington. Where did you live? Do you remember? Um,. I don't. I don't. It was like it was, it was pretty close by the. Um, we drove by one time. It's just like a co you know condo or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like ten minutes from Main Street. You know, yeah. Whatever. And um, yeah, I always think about. It. I was all. Oh, I wonder what happened if we stayed up there. You yeah. Know? You always think about that. But he came down here just because it was getting kind of busy and you know more competition and everything and and uh, like. I when mean, did we, he close that one or move? That one we tried to he tried to do the licensee thing for a while. You know, at one point we had like five stores, like even one in shit. Yeah, like one in the East Coast and one in Ocean Beach, um, Mission Viejo, here, Huntington, and so um, the name got pretty big quick. Like, yeah, like I mean, you always think about it. Like he could have taken a couple turns. I mean, like not saying like we could have been like an Al Merrick or something, but we could have been like, you know, at one point we're like the coolest thing. You know, like everyone yeah. has their day in the sun and yeah if he really wanted it he probably could have and um you know he did a couple things my dad's too nice and he, he get, got burned a lot to be yeah. honest and um he gets kind of like wrapped up in it and, and instead of like trying to fix it he's like ah, i just quit that so he'll like shut a shop down because it's too hard to run or yeah you know this guy's ripping him off and yeah so that's kind of what happened he just downsized like you know, I want to surf Santa, I want to make boards, yeah. I want to provide my family. Yeah. And that's all good. And but we, we were just at Bud Lamas's, um, you know, 80s contest, and there's a couple of Infinities yeah. down there. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, totally. Like, Infinity like, is like more an than icon in the surf industry. I, but, but, you know, there's a lot of boards down there, and like, I mean, the logo's easy to pop out, yeah, and, yeah. and it, you know, to see, to see it. You know, a, f a few of the boards down there was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I collect them too. So if you see, if you, I got them all on, on yeah. the roof up there. That's cool. So it's fun for me. That's awesome. And so you ha you have a, a brother, Dan. Yeah. And what's your guys' like age? Yeah. 
Uh, he's a year younger than me. Okay. Oh, um, close. Yeah, so we grew up obviously surfing together and yep. competing together and everything and, and learning to shape together. And um, So you both shaped? Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, he's, so he went to, he's a doctor. He, he's an endodontist. Hmm. So he like bailed on this whole thing. You know, he's making the real money over there or grinding it out in the foam over here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so his practice is down the street. Um, but still surfs a lot and still shapes. So he just shapes like our pro guys boards. Just, it's like his passion. Like I go golf, he, he, he shapes boards. What a trip. That's his outlet to like, just yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, yeah, you can't get away from work and exactly life. Yeah. And then me and my dad and a couple other guys, we shape right here in the building still. Oh, epic. that's so like, awesome. I, mean, I think we're kind of the only shop that kind of does that still, to be honest. Yeah. So it's kind of rad. And, um, so yeah, that's, he's, he's a year younger. Um, he's always been a little more stealth. You yeah. Know, just yeah. kind of does his thing. Let's, let's go back to the beginning of your, uh, how you found, how your dad introduced yeah. you to surfing. Cause okay. of, of course your dad yeah. introduced yeah. you to surfing. Yeah. Well, or your mom. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's totally, they both were Swim surfing. lessons, just throw them out, throw <laughs> yeah. them out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my story's similar probably to your guys is, you know, you go out real, real early and, um, and then you probably don't super get into it until, until later. But, um, yeah, like, it, I, like it's just, like, surfing is, like, what we do, you know? So yeah. I never really considered, like, I'm going to go surfing. I tell people this, and they don't really get it. But, like, we just, I surfed throughout, like, my childhood, but I was into so many other things. And yeah. I didn't really, like, get super into it until I was, like, 10 years old, you know? Yeah. And um, Which is surprising, right? Like, yeah. Because your dad's a... I was on a board at six months, you know, like yeah. whatever. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure your dad board. had you on the board at six totally. months, and yeah. And I think uh, just like when I was ten, and I actually we used to serve churches, and I met um, we met Ryan Sakel and his dad. Oh no way! And Ryan's brother Tristan. Yeah. yeah. And they were like the Groms are same age that we would, and they were kind of as good as us, and they had yeah. rad little boards, and like so we started surfing. Are you them. fucking kidding me? Yeah. What a, what a, like to to meet up with a family like yeah. that who's you know, a shaping family yeah. and has a surf shop and then like totally. same probably age kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Crazy. Well, the crazy thing was they, so they, they, uh, they sponsored Micah Pitts, right? Yeah. And Micah Pitts at that time, dude, was like, he was the like, man. He was the kid, a gnarly, I mean. gnarly kid. He yeah. Had, he was, he had big old Quicksilver and he surfed completely different. All of us, right? Like he he's a like, mini Archie. He yeah. was like Archie. He was like Chris Ward at that age. He was like Chloe and Dino at that age. He Mature. Was, for sure, like he as far so as like you want to yeah. hear something funny, bro. Yeah, I worked for Bullet. Did you really? Yeah, oh, I ran his store. No way. When during that time. Yeah, no when way. We, when we uh, when they brought on, I, I didn't bring Micah Pitt on. You know, yeah. the, I think Sakel right found them. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I was there when when uh, Micah rode for yeah for Bullet. What I, a trip! Just when I when I met Micah, he was the first like surfer. Was like. I kind of looked up to him, even though he's my age. I was like, man, I want to get good like that. And yeah. we, we'd hang out at his house. And I remember this one time um, we get there and there's like four boxes of, of, from Quicksilver and they're giant. You know, it's not like <laughs> these 10 piece, like little flow thing. Like I'm talking with huge ass boxes. It's almost yeah. like on a pallet, you know? And he's like, oh, my new, my new God, or uh, Quicksilver stuff came in and he starts opening it up. And it's just like all the like coolest shit yeah. ever. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, I want that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And he was like on the posters with all the pros already and all that stuff. It was, yeah. it was just like, it motivated all of us. We're like, okay, yeah. so we just started hanging out with Micah and surfing with Micah. But <laughs> yeah. how was it for you, you know, your friends going, fuck, your dad owns Infinity. Yeah, that that was always a little weird for me because I was always like, like, 
you know, I, I, I didn't really think it was that of a big deal, you know, yeah. and it, was, it wasn't like it was embarrassing, but it was just like, okay, yeah, like, you always wanted to go to the shop and get yeah. bored, and, you know, of course, later, it's cool, and, and I was stoked, but... You don't really grasp, yeah. like, how yeah. awesome it is at that young of an age, yeah. but as you get older, you're like, yeah, this is epic, yeah. like, you know, like, we're... Yeah, hands totally. on like yeah because the most important thing in surfing is like having a killer stick having yeah. a killer board yeah and yep. you know you you know get to see yeah everything from behind the scenes a lot of people yeah. don't and i'm lucky i never paid for one surfboard in my life yeah you know I mean? which is that also sounds, expensive sounds stupid, but yeah <laughs> no it's great but i remember picking my very first one off the rack you know like i always rode used ones and my mom saw that we're finally into it and she's like all right pick whatever board you want and i was like what you know and and you know, here's the one. Yeah. yeah. Know, so, like, so you grew up in Dana Point. Yeah. Well, our first shop was in Mission Viejo. Okay. After that one, and it was right by Clark Foam off the freeway there, and it's next to the Becker shop as well. And that's where GT worked, right? That's where GT came in okay. the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then we had that one and this one at the same time. So we've been here since '85. Okay. Yeah. This one's been here since '85. Yeah. Wow. So I okay. moved here right around that same time with Micah, and I went to high school here and all that stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, cool. were you surfing? When did you start surfing contests? Uh, pretty soon after that, like doing all. I did like the easier ones. We thought, you know, like the CBSAs, like yeah. the WUSSFs. You know, I was I was scared of NSSA, you know? yeah. so we do get our feet wet with those ones, and then uh, yeah, eventually did U NSSAs and all that stuff, and you know, thought about wanting to be a pro surfer just like all of us did, and and that's when I was good friends with Jason, and Jason was like. Jason Starr was yeah. really good and he wrote for us and um, you know he started getting photos in the magazine and stuff so we're just kind of trying to do the blueprint of people like Jay and guys who are older us like you yeah. seeing what they're doing so um, where was your stomping grounds where did you surf the most um, lowers and creek yeah wow. that's pretty much it lowers yeah. and creek bro and and you know we'd go down to like lost winds or something here and there but it was like lowers and creek that's it like when, that's and, all I and those two spots obviously are Everybody knows they're super well known, but yeah. they were the spots for to get photos, to get yeah. photos, and yeah. video, and <laughs> no. like those. Yeah. Like I don't, there. I mean, I there was probably a good five, ten years where I was at Creek a few days a I week. I would go so pissed the Huntington and, guys and would and, come down, and, and we would like, get, it. we would get that. Oh, freaking Huntington guys are here, like all, all bummed out, <laughs> yeah. so bummed, and I'd be like. Come up to Huntington anytime. Like, <laughs> no, but it was like he was saying, like if, if the waves are good, you know you're surfing Creek in the morning because Flame or whoever's going to be there. Yeah. If, if it's sunny, no matter if it's shitty or you know it, it's on. And then that night, you know Fred Swagels or whoever's going to be surfing, shooting the Lust. left at lowers. So that's what freaking every day, bro. And then you know when it was really into the photo thing, you know we try to like poach in on Rob Keith and you know try to hook up with Ballsers and you know go get up with Nelly or whoever and try to make it all happen and it was hard though it was mm -hmm. hard because like you got you got guys like Pat Pato and Jay and stuff and all of us is like like the cool thing about Flame was if he if he saw you like committing like I remember me and Star would be like the first one in the water like every morning we'd hear they're going to Oceanside tomorrow we're like oh we'd be the first ones there and, and later <laughs> like nice work boy you know like yep. and then finally you get a photo that's you know, funny. There's it it a hustle for sure. Such but, a hustle. but but you loved it every every second of it. You yeah. know, like because yeah. you know to perform in front of a you know surfing magazine editor or you know and obviously yeah. he's an incredible photographer. But like he's not only the guy shooting; he's the one like that's yeah. picking yeah. the pictures exactly. for the for the, exactly. for the mag. But yeah. you mentioned like 
Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a free audio-only social media platform for all sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any league or group you want. And follow us at Late Night with Chalky to be notified when our room goes live. Spotify Green Room. You know, Rob Keith, who dominated like Oceanside and like kind of like North, you know, um, San Diego, and he loved Mexico. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he talked about Mike Balzer up in South Bay. Like everybody had their little niche. You know, we had, you know, Mike um, Mike uh, Moyer. Moyer. Moyer, And we had. Peter Belay. Yeah, Peter Belay. You know, yeah, we had, yeah, totally. there's some, there's some like, everybody had their little, little spots. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Creek was incredible for lighting and yeah. the watercolor and yeah, everything. Yeah. everything. South Bay was incredible for lighting. That too. Just shitty waves. Yeah. Yeah, everything was challenging. I mean, even Creek wasn't all, you know, half the time no, people no, are like, no. oh, that looks so good. It's, it's like, it was, no, like, it was walled. Yeah, it was walled, yeah. but I got the sick one. Yeah. yeah. You never see full video parts in any surf movie from Creek, no, you know, because no. it's, really it's too short and it's kind of walled yeah yeah but But, so you mentioned doing contests did you do particularly well or i was like i mean honestly i was like if it was like this ussfs or whatever like i would win some or whatever yeah the nssas i maybe i'd like win an explorer or something but like i would never win an open or whatever like i I did shitty at nationals i was too scared you know hawaiian kids and all that stuff hassling me and all that stuff and um but I remember I wanted to be on the national team. And that was like, that's like the trajectory of steps to becoming a pro surfer. And I, yeah. remember, I remember calling Janice Ariel myself. I'm like, hey, how do you get on the national team? Epic. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's like, well, who is this? I'm like, oh, it's Dave Bainey. She's like, oh, Dave, man, you've had a great season. And uh, she was so nice. She's like, to be honest, you probably would be been eligible this year with your rankings and everything, but we're not doing it anymore. It was like the last year they stopped doing it. I was like, oh, oh. damn. That was like my one thing. I wanted the NSSA. Oh Let's gosh! See, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I never did good at nationals or anything, so I never got like a big sponsorship, right? Yeah. So it was always about like getting like uh, photos and and I was in the like I played in bands. I was into other stuff. So like right around this time, I I think like uh, brands liked me because I was like, you know, there's like that edgy whatever guy, you, yeah, right? Culture. And I worked at the shop. Yeah. Right? So I, I that's how I got my first sponsors. The reps hooked me up with. The, yeah. yeah, sponsorship. Then yeah. he introduces me who, to the. Who was your first? Uh, the very first guy that hooked me up was a, uh, was a, uh, I think it was Kaipo Guerrero with Body Glove. No way. He sponsored me and my brother. Awesome. And, um, body Glove. Kaipo. Dude, everybody wore Body Glove at Salt Creek. So you wanted like Pat, Vinny. Yeah. Kaipo yeah. was down there. Shane Lavoy, like you know Gavin, you know the Hoey brothers. All yeah. those guys, they all wore Body Gloves. So you're like, dude, I need Body Gloves and. So he hooked us up. So like the first two groms down there. Gosh, yeah. You know, yeah. Body Gloves been around for so long. Yeah. So long. But I forget that they dominated. They, they dom- dominated. I forget that they dominated. And when I worked at Bullet, that's the only wetsuits we had. Yeah. And I was like, not into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, I wish we had O'Neill. Well, it's kind of yeah, like a South had... County thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. We, we, we were victory wetsuits because they were yeah. located, you know, in Huntington. And they yeah. that was... There's that was or it. O'Neill, in, yeah. you know, there was a couple other brands that would kind of penetrate, but yeah. you know, every everywhere up and down the coast had their wetsuit yeah. kind NSSA of like sponsored uh, body glove, body glove sponsored yeah. NSSA, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so yeah, Body Glow was my first like wetsuit sponsor, and then the rep, um, Richard Knight for Billabong, put me on the uh, like the rep team. Sick. And then eventually he's like, hey, and I'd send him my little result. He's like, hey, we got to get you hooked up with Mark Reeder, you know? So he sent yeah. me up to like a Billabong event with Mark Reeder, and that's where I met Jeff Hurley and like that guy Craig at you going in. Yeah. Like, Dude, and I was just like, these guys are freaking ripping. Like, because Jeff Hurley rips, you know? And yeah. Craig was just like the other phenom guy. Yeah. And I'm just hanging out this time. A mini tank, uh, yeah. Tom Carroll. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. So, like, then I kind of wrote for Billabong. And and then, uh, like, my first, like, real sponsor, not on the rep team, was uh, pretty much Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And is from, because GT worked here. And Got a Gotcha hat team. on now. Yeah, well, they're back. And, they're back. Yeah, and I'm kind of yeah, some stuff with them. Yeah, wait, Chili wait, Boy. Yeah, way to, way to pave <laughs> yeah. the road, bro. Yeah. I just texted him today. Yeah. How's that? Epic, dude. Yeah. Look at this. He's he's affiliated with Gotcha. Oh, awesome. And, yeah, I'm doing well, some stuff with them. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah, so, yep. Washington's <laughs> so showing good. a text from Chili. Yeah. <laughs> Chili's a man. Yeah, he is. He's epic. So, um, so... Billabong, Body Glove, and of course Infinity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of like my first like Grom flow yeah. thing. You know. And so it, yeah. you mentioned you're you're in a band. Like what? Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's just like that's the thing is like I never was like all in on surfing. I always was like into designing and and playing music and like graffiti and weird shit like that. So yeah. like like Star would be like you know training and doing this stuff and I'd. I'm sorry, bro. I got I got band practice tonight, you know. So just like punk rock and stuff, nothing yeah. like crazy. But what was your band called? Uh, at that time, it was called Overlap. Overlap. But we played a lot of a lot of cool shows. We played with all the best like punk guys back then. And um, our what very, did you play? I played bass with that time. Sick. Yeah. But so like before, you, you'd make these demo cassettes, right? And um, this this independent record label called Filter Records from San Diego contacted us and said, hey. I want to make a demo tape with you guys real cool. And he's like, yeah, I have another band. Uh, they're called Blink. And we're like, oh, yeah, oh we, know, we know Blink. And it's like before they blew up, we're all, that's sick. Um, he's like, yeah, it's only going to be you guys and Blink. We're all, all right. And then um, so he had both these tapes. So we played with Blink a couple times. And, and was like decent friends with them. And so here's here's what happened, though. Blink like really blew up. And yeah. he's, I remember he's all, Sorry, we sold bro. like our 500 tapes. We're like, oh, that's sick. He's like, hey, you guys did pretty good. I'm like, how many how many is Blink selling? Because they're blowing up. He's like, dude, I've sold 5,000 of these things so far. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so crazy. you knew they were there on next level. Yeah. And that was before they had the 182 on it, you know? And um, so it's cool. And Blink's first album, they, you know, the little thank yous, it's all like thanks overlaps in there and stuff. How <laughs> funny. I, I, I remember them yeah. before they blew up. Benji Weatherly, yeah. who was a good friend of mine, he, he, was living with Tom DeLonge. Right. And I see those guys they were in like shows. in a, just a little condo down in San Diego yeah. and like, you know, he's like, yeah, we're playing and, you know, we're just yeah. hustling and playing and, you know, it was like, yeah. just as they started like getting, yeah, big. we knew. No, yeah. it was cool. We got a song like in the but voluptuous yeah. video. Did you? Overlap? Yeah. Sick. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. I got to find yeah. that uh, somewhere on the internet, voluptuous. Yeah. Yeah. So, so growing up with you know your surf family like what was your guys's like summer vacations or winter where were you guys traveling like yeah it's like uh because that's another good perk to the business you know totally, yeah it's uh i mean we just my dad's pretty rootsy so we i mean we did sano like yeah. all the time yeah. staycations um, we did baja a lot yeah, yeah. like baja, baja was so i mean that still we talk about how everybody like yeah. oh you could just go down there it's empty waves yeah. there's so many so different easy. spots it's easy it was quick and 
you know, unfortunately it's just, it's gone, you know, just the opposite way, yeah. you know, like yeah. still empty, but just the, the hassle on the border and, and getting across and cartel and this and that. And yeah, it's too hard. It was definitely, I mean, you used to just go be able to camp on any anywhere, cliff, right anywhere. there in K38, <laughs> you know, safe and easy. And you bring your family and now it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. But but Mexico is a big yeah a lot of big Mex. part of our grow you know yeah. growing up and, and surfing yeah because we did, I mean back then I mean I didn't we didn't he didn't take it like we didn't go to Tahiti or anything like that you know Hawaii, like Hawaii, like, Hawaii yeah. Mex you know up north um, but that that's, kind of thing that was it that was growing yeah. up yeah and I just started traveling like with like just surf buddies later you yeah know? so it, um, but yeah just growing up around here we just i mean you're at the beach all the time it wasn't yeah. it wasn't something special you know yeah. it's almost like sometimes you wish you're like oh we gotta go again you know what i mean it's literally every day so um but i liked it because that's what like i've always been someone who rides all types of boards and um just going to sano more than creek or lowers you know you have to ride those boards so i've always like that's another thing i, I competed on long boards when like they were on the butt part of the bud tour oh wow and it's funny because like guys like colin mcphillips kill it uh jeff moisa yeah. and myself like, yeah we were full short borders and we wanted to be short borders yeah but we would do way better in the pro longboard and, and there was money and it yeah, was moisa. Like, yeah yeah and, so we do them both it's so funny and a lot of the spots there they were the bud tours were at pretty good spots where oh, you'd yeah. be like dude i just want to go out there with four dudes it's cool longboard yeah. whatever yeah. make some money cool yeah malibu sure. huntington yeah. like seaside seaside uh, there was even one Ocean event at lowers but i lowers a bud tour but it's like a pla or something but yeah. it'd be funny because we we'd all like you know lose our shortboard heats and make no money and then we'd like make the final on the pro longboard and like you know have some cash or like <laughs> yeah. but, like we wanted to be shortboarders yeah. yeah it was just so funny like that so you grew up on all that kind of equipment because that's yeah. what you guys built you built everything totally yeah and that's it was cool like because i always i always thought it like it was cool to like build my own board and compete on my own board and you know maybe do good on my own board like yeah i always thought that was pretty and that's cool. the way the pioneers did it there wasn't a lot of people doing that back yeah. then so i always thought but like pt cool. and uh um, yeah exactly Mark richards and I think even rabbit maybe oh they shape their own boards yeah, they like hide their boards and stuff so yeah. like people can see the latest yeah shane haram's a big one yeah, yeah. nueva did that too like hit his boards you know like when everybody was going to the twin but, but they would shape boards yeah. for themselves but also pay for the travel with and it pay for, yeah and sell boards right yeah they were like, like well if i'm going to europe i'm going to bring as many boards as i could physically get there and then they would sell them and pay for the trip yeah because there was no money in surfing yeah. So when when did you get in the family business? Like, what was your first job? And yeah, so um, sweep and sawdust, bro. Oh, for sure. Or, or yeah. phone dust. Sorry, no, absolutely. I still do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I started working here. When I was like fourteen, you know, like actually doing the register and stuff. And then I became like the buyer, you know, because you meet everybody, and you know, my parents wanted the kid, the cooler kid, to start purchasing, and um, so yeah, and I, I always kind of knew I wanted to take over the shop. Yeah. Um, and but once like. But I knew I had to learn more. You know, I didn't go to college. I went to Saddleback for a couple of years, but, you know, I just always had these like, opportunities popped up. Like, you know, uh, Greg Ostis, Geo, you know, I was a sub rep. He plucks me out of there and he's giving me a, a thousand bucks a month, right? And I was Damn like, Damn good. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, you're in high school or? I was in, I was in, uh, at Saddleback. Okay. And but working the shop and getting a thousand. Yeah, you're, I was like, you're like, dude, dude I was balling. Like, yeah. I had a rad Tacoma and everything. I was like, <laughs> you know, just stuck. And yeah. Geo's freaking awesome. And he taught me a lot, and um, so I started doing that, and then. Um, so let's let's backtrack a little yeah. bit. Um, coming from a surf shop, 
like learning the business of, of surf shops, right? Yeah. And you you said you someday you're going to take over the shop, right? Yeah, I kind of always knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you obviously you, you got to visit other stores, right? Yeah. And it wasn't it trippy because uh, I told you I worked at Bullet. Yeah. And I remember falling asleep yeah. in the in the shop because it was <laughs> totally. off the beaten fat path. Yeah, sure. It was on bolsa chica and heil yeah and there'd be days where no one would come in shop grums still do that today, <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> you know well, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, i'd be like fuck i've done everything <laughs> fall yeah. asleep you know totally. and and it, we moved down to uh sunset mm -hmm. off pch yep. and it was like night and day right, right like we were having instead of having like zero dollar days to a hundred dollar days yeah you were having a hundred dollar days yeah. to a couple thousand you got the traffic days. and everything yeah people are coming and there. it was like mind-blowing like yeah. whoa what the fuck like this is a business right yeah. yeah for sure and then from there i went to zj boarding house which was a huge step up right. and then to hss which yeah. was like whoa yeah you're in you the, know you're in the thick you're in the big leagues yeah <laughs> so like yeah like you infinity is a, a reputable shop yeah. and by that time you know when you're working there it's it's a full-on yeah thriving business yeah like i mean at that time so when we first moved here it's just hobie and us right and um they were kind of doing their thing we we're doing ours so it was like completely different they were more like you know the lawn board kind of stuff and we were more like you know like gt and ed and mike kirkshank shortboard like yeah. in the heat of it so like didn't really you know we're, we've always been cool with everybody yeah but then at that time yeah. yeah at that time killer dana was here Jax was here um, you know, there's a girl shop here. Um, there was even some other small, you know, there's a bunch of surf shops. And um, there was a, there was one point where, um, you know, the whole, I mean, you know the deal. We had, it was all skate, kind of even more than surf at one point. Yeah. All the shoes, like our whole wall was shoes. Yeah. You know? And, um, but it was just interesting to see, like, the business we do and then go to somewhere like Jack's and just be like, what the fuck? This yeah. This is, like, way gnarlier. Yeah. Like, so I learned, I mean, dude, I would learn so much being a rep. Um, just even just like what buyers are thinking and like you know what you don't want to do yeah like, and there's know? opportunities out there like you know do I do we not sell it or do we not buy it you know yeah. is, is there something a category that totally. is, yeah. is working that we could easily put that, in there and you got to yeah. go with what the trends are and what the demand is like For you sure. said at one point it was all shoes and skate because yeah. I mean that was such big business and it is but yeah. it's you know at one point it was it was way gnarly. yeah it's yeah. gnarly it's but. trippy how from what your dad started back in the day selling surfboards mostly yeah and pretty much nothing else maybe you know accessories or whatever with no yeah. clothing lines no wetsuit brands no you know no astrodeck or track top or all yeah. you know none of that shit yeah none of that existed back in none the of that existed of it, yeah. to what it it was at your point in time right yeah, you're like totally and then to think okay yeah you know you're you're you you become the buyer you see the numbers Marketing. you see you're, you're you're staring at surf mags yeah. all day all day yeah, yeah. you all know stuff yeah. you know which is yeah super i mean that's their job is marketing and influence and yeah. who's what team rider totally. and, and what's up new hot for hot. sure yeah yeah because there's no internet you know no. yeah so it's just like i guess you could have like a really good ad and like you're the cool brand that month you know? yeah like literally so yeah it was is pretty wild and um so but, so geo hired you on as as a sub rep for and yeah was it ezekiel you said yeah so we did ezekiel um on a mission on a mission yeah uh we did ipath shoes no way yeah and ipath was like 
you know, the smallest skate company, but dude, we sold so many freaking shoes. Yeah, and you just mentioned it, the smallest and how much you did. Like, yeah. that, it was so yeah. crazy. Well, that's the thing. I remember if, if you're like the Osiris rep, like Mark Voigt, oh. like that guy was just, just... He bought a couple homes from that. <laughs> He's crushing yeah. it. From the D3 alone. Yeah, that's hey. what I'm saying. Bobby so. Lockhart with uh, DVS. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I signed those checks. Yeah. <laughs> but what was cool about being with Ezekiel was because they were skate too. Yeah, and they were in legit snow. and snow and snow. Yeah. yeah, so like our territory was from the Mexican border to Huntington to Arizona. Damn. Wow! So of course, Geo sending me to all the gnarly like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to go to Big Bear. I got PCH, bro. You got everything yeah, else. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But I'd go out, you know, to the actives, the pharmacies, which is so great to to get a grasp yeah, again on on yeah. on what's out there yeah. and how other people run businesses exactly. in different areas. Yeah. And that was what I was into because I wasn't always just into surf. So it's like cool to like you know mix it up with the skate guys and then you know do all that and just see how like skates doing it and. Um, so that was cool. That was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, How long did you do that for? It was funny because, like, you know, the reps are always the cool guys that come yeah. to the shop. So I always thought repping was cool, but I never really wanted to be a rep, you know, because I'm not good at, like, selling, really. You know, I'm kind of more... you like your dad, just chill. I'm like, kind of yeah, cruisy, kinda you know, good. so I always wanted to do marketing. I love branding. I love marketing. I love design. So um, when Vinny started Mata, um, Gio got, got an opportunity to be the sales manager for Mata. Ezekiel. Oh, for Ezekiel. Okay. Yeah, and and of course, Vinny was the marketing guy. Yep. So um, he offered me a. Uh, he's all, dude. You want to do marketing? I'm all, yeah. And so they for they, Ezekiel or, Ma, or yeah, Mata for Ezekiel. Okay. So they actually hired Jim Shubin. Yes. <laughs> and that's how I met Jim. Yes, Shubin. Dooby Oh my god. One gosh. of the baddest guys ever. And so he was the marketing VP of marketing. I was the surf marketing guy, and they had Joe, who you might have known, he was there forever, who was a skate guy, and then uh, Fee, who was like a music guy. So I went in there as surf team manager, all that stuff, and that was when we had Ross already, and, and so that was my first time doing athlete stuff. Got it. And then um, it was cool, because I got to have a little um, say in design and branding and stuff, because once Vinny left, um, you know, it was kind of like a, a rebirth of Ezekiel in a way. Um, kind of a tough story you know because obviously that that ended kind of weird yeah but um you know i, I always kind of say I'm, I'm like look i you know Vinny didn't offer me a job so i stayed and, and it was a kind of a bummer because you know i would always see those guys and you would have gone to mod if he asked for sure for sure yeah because yeah. i mean i i i grew up with Vinny and you know he's from dana point yeah so for sure i would have but I mean, it's, it's my job. But, but you know, in his his eyes, too, and I don't know his, his story on why. Yeah. But, but it's like a new startup. Like, you got a cush job, and you're making probably decent money. More like, money than I ever did. Like, you so, know, going from, like, the sub rep to, like, a, a legit salary. Yeah, it's like, like, hey, you know, you know if, if Mata blows up, then might might steal you in a year or two. But, like, you know, yeah, just stay no, there. Yeah, and they were cool, and, yeah. and it was just, you know, it was just a bummer because I knew, I knew that it was, like, hard for them. And yeah. for me to, like, be the marketing guy and be all amped up and want to promote Ezekiel down at his home beach, you know, like... Yeah, it got a little awkward at times, but for sure, um, we had a lot of fun because Jim Shubin is impossible not to. Oh um, God, and, um, I felt we did a good job. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. it was fun. It was fun, and um, yeah, people and then, forget what Ezekiel was and could have even yeah. been. You know, like yeah. I mean, they had Jay Larson yeah, on dude. the team, dude. Yeah, so it's not about Jay Larson, <laughs> 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 but but remember, like. We talk about Volcom being surf, skate, snow. Yeah. There's brands before that. Yeah. Which is Ezekiel. Yeah. It's about know? the same time. Yeah. Eh. Ezekiel was sick, though, because I, I always... Before. 
Ezekiel Might was way like... before Volcom. Yeah, I don't know that timeline. I'm not I sure. I don't think so. Hey, respect your elder. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are pretty good at at, at, at memorizing knowing the stuff. facts. Volcom started in 90, 91. 91. Yeah. S- same, same with Ezekiel. And like Lost and all those. Yeah. yeah, they all kind of sprout at the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. The rebirth. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. I finally got to do what I really wanted to do, you know? And then... Um, How long did you do that for? I did that for... A, I was at Ezekiel for a while. That's where I met my wife. She was the mm. um, girls designer there. <laughs> so it was, I had a great time at Ezekiel. And, and um, yeah. And they were right down the street. They were right down by... Surf, yeah, surf at that room. time there were... Up oh, in Irvine. Or, so I would drive to Irvine every year. That's that the only thing. Yeah. I was going to say, you're close, and that's... Uh, oh, that's I got a story about Jim Shubin. The, the first day I ever meet him, right? Like, I had never met him in my life. And they're like, oh, Jim, he's like, oh, he's this great guy from Skate. And like, he works for, you know, whoever. And funny guy, you're going to love him. He's going to be your boss. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And, you know, and, and the first time, first day I meet him, we're walking... Strips down? No, he... Well, he would always like... He would do that. That's like, that's like standard. But, like, we're walking, like down this path to go to lunch and he just shoves me in these bushes <laughs> and that's like another now now that i know him that's like a signature move jim yeah like don't fucking walk next to him dude because he was just like i don't even know him yet yeah, yeah. he's just like <gasps> like hurled into the like, he's bushes a like big this. dude yeah yeah, yeah you're going like, what the fuck like i was like scared of the guy and then he would light like fireworks under your chair and all this stuff but full he, jackass he was rad we had, where you would be so fucking pissed yeah but that right. just means you're accepted. In you're a endearing, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. You're like, no, no. Why can't you just shake my hand, bro? Yeah. <laughs> no ill feelings, all in fun and game. And yeah. that's yeah. that's when you're like, wait, is that guy oh, going to beat me up? Is he pissed? And then you're like, oh, that's funny, huh? Yeah, so I was like his right-hand man, and I just knew everything that was coming. So I was like, oh, here, this guy's going to get fucking working. Like, you know, just always work with him. It's so funny. So did you work with Jim O'Brien? Yeah, Jim was the L.A. rep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Good dude, yep. Uh, he was Who, awesome. Who's a rep for Orange County? I don't know. Uh, I think Geo might have kind of been doing it. Still too. doing it too. Yeah. I think they might have split right there at Seal or something. Or yeah, I think so. Uh, oh no, Justin. Was it Justin? I don't know. Oh, he hired Snowy. Snowy was a, okay. S- Snowy was the was the sales rep. Uh, um, yeah, he hired Snowy at that time. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then our friend Justin Root, I think, was the last maybe Orange County. Yeah, it's probably after us. Yeah, it's probably after he yeah. is. But yeah, Jim O'Brien. Yeah, Jim's yeah. rad. He started foiling. He just got a foil board from me. No way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's cool. And uh, he just won that uh, Moto Beach Classic oh, thing. Oh, did he? Roland Sands thing. Oh, yeah. Sick. yeah. I, I watched it go down. He, he uh, everyone wear costumes. Yeah. Okay. And he wore a, a Joker's mask and <laughs> trunked it. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, and Jim met his wife at Ezekiel too. She were, Oh, she was a model, right? Yeah. yeah. At ASR. Yeah. That's funny. Angela. Such How a crazy small, is it that they started their own? Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah, yeah my wife talks to his wife uh, a little bit, and yeah, they keep in touch. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. So so a long stint at Ezekiel. Yeah, and then uh, Geo got hired at um, as the VP of sales at Lost Clothing at when they got bought by La Jolla. Okay. Right. So um, Geo offered me a marketing job over there. And this was when like Ezekiel was getting like a little weird with the new owner and stuff. And you know, Gio left, so I was like, kind of like, ah, my wife wasn't there. You know, just kind of getting a little, I've, I was there for a while. Yeah. And um, I'm all, dude, I don't know if I see myself at Lost though. It's not really my program, you know? But we went over there, met with him. And of course, little Ray's um, 
And so I, I was, I did the surf team and surf marketing for Lost Clothing. Okay. But the La Jolla group had a bunch of other brands, so it's, it's a good organization to be exactly. like excelling Neil, at. If, right. you're, if you're if you're doing a good job, yeah. you might might open up a lot of other opportunities. Yeah, my, my, my thought behind it was like, okay, so I've been with the cool, smaller brand, and, I, and the budget's small, so you got to really like figure out how to spend the money right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did music, I did the skate thing, and, you know, cool, steezy surf guys. This was a chance to work with, you know, like Wardo and, and like big surf dogs, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? That'll be cool. So I went over there and it was actually pretty fun. Like I, Matt Biolas was rad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Riola was awesome too. Like they're both, they're both a little misunderstood. They're like, honestly, pretty rad. Like they're Biolas, awesome. Biolas was always so cool to me. Yeah. Mike was like super cool. Yeah. And um, well, I'm sure like he had respect for you because of your dad too. Yeah, Matt's always been cool like that. And um, the weird part was though, because La Jolla had the licensee, so technically Matt and Mike didn't really own the Lost clothing Clinton, line. Yeah. So like Kelly Gibson and guys like that really ran Lost. Yeah. So I had like, you know, the La Jolla guys tell me to do this. But then Matt and Mike have my cell phone. They're telling me to oh, do this. Shit. So I kind of got caught in the middle a yeah. little bit. So, so, which I, I'm sure was pretty... That, like that hey, was really hey, hard. Hey, Dave, can you yeah. push this and make this happen? You're like, yeah. oh, my hands are tied. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I totally. get it. Yeah. Oh, dude. And, and think about taking over uh, for Mike Riola and, and the Lost team. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bro, so like the Ezekiel team was like maybe 30 people deep, you know, from pros to flow. Yeah. And Grom's the whole thing. I go there and... You know, I'm, I'm getting all the stuff, and I remember my first day there. I'm all, let's check out who's on the team. You know, 150 deep. Dude, it was. I think I swear to God, it's like more than that. Yeah. And and it'd be, there'd be like a little description. It'd be like, guy rips, surfs the pier. You know, like that was their thing. But that they were total granola, yeah. uh, 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 grassroots. Grassroots. Like, totally. And yeah. that was the like main thing they spent money on marketing was just hooking up people. And the hard part was though, La Jolla was like, bro cut that <laughs> yep so yeah. i'd get this guy who's getting free stuff for 10 years you know hitting me up hey riola gives me 20 pieces of clothing and so i'd have to like call and do all this it was so not really think think yeah. about that position. job position is tough yeah it was tough because because i'm just just feeling your pain of the the matt Biolus and mike riola on one shoulder and then Kelly Gibson and the whole La Jolla group on the other shoulder. And then the guys that are getting free stuff forever or expecting like, these items and you're saying, I can't give you that. You, you look to the left and you're like, dude, we got to stay cool. We got to stay core. We got to stay fucking grassroots. No, and you're the team guy. You want everyone to lo- like yeah. you, you know? And like, then you turn <laughs> to the other side and Kelly and, and the La Jolla group is like, dude, we need numbers. <laughs> Bro. Like, we, you know, yeah. don't. Uh, here's your budget. You yeah. can't go over it. Yep. If you don't spend it, you, you, you we're gonna take it down. Totally, it was so gnarly. Maximize your and, budget. And they had they had uh, Rusty too at the time, right? Yeah, Rusty was there, and which is another like major Meta board was there. More like. b- major <laughs> board builder with a clothing line at like two yeah. major board builders. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they had Lost yeah. and Rusty. Like dude, that yeah. they were Clash of the and O'Neill. And they yeah. said Metal Militia and yeah. and some other like hip hop brands and stuff like that. And, yeah. and didn't. Uh, Killer Dana they eventually went there right the, 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 Killer um, Dana their like the online e-com. store and yeah. stuff yeah. what was the e-com called again? I don't know it was just KillerDana.com okay yeah and um, but yeah that was crazy but w- what was cool is I got to finally see like I'm like oh whoa like 
that's how much a wardo makes you know like you know <laughs> oh this is actually who this guy paid how for much Bort. how much was wardo <laughs> and they had o'neill yeah and they had o'neill so how much talking, was wardo make it do you remember so this was like kind of like later wardo yeah right 2006 Five. I mean, he was making he was making six figures for sure, yeah. and he was no. What, what year? Two thousand. Yeah, maybe five, six. Yeah, 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 and it was crazy because then I could see like who actually pays for boards or not and stuff, and that really opened my eyes. You know, being a board maker. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that guy pays for boards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what am I giving Joe Schmo for? You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, bro, you're you're starting to pay. So, so <laughs> everyone pays for boards is what I'm is what I'm getting to. Yeah. The only guys who didn't pay for boards were the hose, Chris Ward, and freaking Dino and Kolohe. Yeah. That's everybody epic. else, dude. You you can think who they are. Yeah, they paid for boards. everybody. Yeah, and sure, this guy paid maybe fifty bucks. Yeah. This guy paid maybe three hundred bucks. Somebody pays something. Yeah, or trade it. But I was like, like, really? This guy pays for boards? Gosh, yeah. oh, I was um, baffled. So, remember, Loss had a crazy energy drink that was going berserk. Dude, so that's a whole so, other thing. Yeah. So is that the same time where same you time. were there? Because that was like, how, did you get any of that marketing money from so, that? So that was another licensee thing. Yeah. And that was like with, so there was this guy, Matt, who did the marketing. So him and I would be at a lot of events together. Yeah. But the, the energy thing was like big time, dude. That that thing was crushing it. You know who worked for them? Uh, Mark Marino was running like. Yeah, Mark. The, I was, the lost? The lost, like energy marketing. Thing. Mark was there for like a little bit really short time i think yeah and i was there like just for a moment i was dude we're gonna work together this is sick and then he was gone yeah because i know mark and mark's cool yeah and so he 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 was gone but dude the energy drink it was like and it didn't taste good i mean i'm not gonna lie like there was it didn't really taste like it. no but they just hit market they just they hit the nail on the head with the packaging like and that time and when the energy drink world was going berserk Yeah. yeah And they'd have it everywhere. We'd send a pallet everywhere. Like all these events, we'd have a pallet of that and the surf. And it was just like, yeah, it was the energy. They, like they made a lot of money on that thing. A lot of money. A lot of money. So that's how they, that's main reason how they were able to pay Wardo. Yeah. Is the energy drink. Yeah. Wow. So being a, a market, tell us what, what your job duties were of being a marketing guy. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, um, well, it was cool because well obviously you manage athletes from the freaking flow grom to the pro guy and then um you know you got to set up the photo shoots you got to set up the team trips a lot of the bigger guys you're managing basically their whole calendar like wardo how rad like how how rad wardo is i would literally have to drive and pick him up and wake him up to get to a catalog shoot because he will not come <laughs> you know and um you know, just all that stuff. I'd have to be the guy who whipped Babysitter. Ward. Yeah, I'd have to whip Wardo in in at DMJs on a jet ski. You know, on the sa- on Saturday, and I don't get any waves. He's got all the waves. You know, like all that stuff. Like drop, deliver this box to this guy because he's going to be at the airport for an hour, transferring from Hawaii to t- you know. And, you know. Th- and this is this is <laughs> this is great to get because most people are like, oh, you're in marketing. All you do is get to surf and yeah. travel and everything. It's like, yeah, but. I'm not on all the best waves, and yeah, I gotta go wake up <laughs> yeah. somebody at freaking five, and I gotta get drive everybody. Yeah. Yeah. How many airport runs I gotta do just to go all drop that. off? All yeah, that. all that. Oh, I gotta take a board bag and then just shit, you know. Yeah. Like you're also booking the flights and most of the time, yeah, yeah. and and you know making renting sure they the get cars. there, renting the cars, all that stuff, and a lot of times you're going on the trips and making sure everybody's doing what we're 
what we're gonna do and um but then there's a the cool side of it you know you, you get your hand and in, in your say in like the the campaigns you know you get to pick photos for the ads you know you, i get to go visit you know shops and the magazines and you know all that stuff and and you know that's the fun part right yeah and uh, and um so that was cool you know and um so you'd go to like the east coast and, yeah. and do the shop tours with the teams yeah. and that's when loss was doing like all like they you know they had lost across america yeah, they had these grom you know contests so and all stuff. was that your time period when when i was a little after that okay. but they were still fully doing like all the vid, like all the all the movies i mean all the competitions and yeah all that stuff how awesome was the stupid fake advertisements they were doing yeah <laughs> So that was pre La Jolla. That was pre La Jolla. Fake or or or, or the the full knockoff? Like well, those ones were really like, good, and that's you, all Matt. Yeah. Matt Matt's freaking a genius. Dude. For sure, He's funny. And when, when they would just look at somebody else's ad campaign and then they would just do it their yeah. their yeah. way. Ripping. The early black sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the so the, funny. Yeah, yeah, so funny. The world champion Mick Fantastico yeah. or whatever. It's like <laughs> this is Tom. Uh, or uh board game they did the, yeah. oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean that was fun but I, I only lasted there a year oh wow yeah only a year because um I, not not because of that like the main reason was the etnies gig brandon lillard yeah went to nixon and got his big big gig down there and so the etnies surf team gig was open okay and i um i interviewed for that and i ended up getting it so i, I went to etnies and i was there for like six years or seven years oh shit that. yeah so um great company and they were on top yeah. of the they game. were killing yeah. it bro and it was a rad it was funny because yeah Lil, bk yeah lillard was the guy like we all know lillard he's awesome mm -hmm. like he's badass he's everyone loves him and i go in there and it's just kind of the same thing like you know they're cutting a little bit of budget they want to do all this and he's got all these grandfathered guys in there you yeah know, that are kind of older but you know, like a June Joe or someone that's still making money. Yeah. And they're like, hey, bro, we need some new blood in here. And you're you're going to be the guy. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's so, always, yeah. yeah. There's a new sheriff in town or yeah. the new. Uh, it's going to be a killer job, but you got to go, uh, you know, clean slate over here. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. go. But I will tell you, at that point, like, you know, the industry was killing it. Yeah. And, and their big push was surf. So I had my budget for Etnies surf was bigger than it was at Ezekiel. Like Ezekiel's full marketing budget or Loss's full marketing budget. Wow. My budget just for surf was bigger than their whole company's budget. Yeah. And um, we were doing like crazy stuff. Like that, yeah, I signed J.O.B., Mason, Eric Geiselman, Damn. all these guys. And um, it was fun, man. The, the team car was working, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Those were the heydays where it was just fun. It's always nice when, when it's on, you know, companies check and you're living like a rock star you well, know like literally <laughs> at, at one point in time like in the surf industry it's usually your clothing brand that pays you the most yeah but when footwear and sandals close toe came in the picture i mean that was like the i was baffled because like you said surfers don't even wear shoes yeah you know what i mean and etnies didn't even really sell sandals at all so like, but they did yeah and their number one guy is jamie o'brien yeah and all he does wear sandals yeah. and you might it might have been after you but like the fielder and the there's there was etnies sandals yeah that i remember that was during that time that's when we started pushing all that and yeah we had a signature shoe with the malloys they had a signature um uh sandal 
Um, and we're doing like signature colorways with like Geiselman and Mason and stuff. It, it, I mean, it was cool. They did yeah. it right. And 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 Don Brown and Pierre, who who basically run Etnies, are they're insane. They're legends in themselves. And it was I loved how like I was I got to see the small the small company, then the bigger surf company, and then like a really big, you know, yeah, shoe company. company. So I, I felt like I learned a lot. And yeah, then, um, yeah. And after that, I came back here and and just. I've been doing this ever since. So, yeah. six years at, at Soltec. Yep. What was? Why did you leave Soltec? Um, kind of, kind of like, you know, because it was so high, and that's when it was everyone was crushing it. Everyone was selling a ton of shoes, but the budget's rad. And um, you know, Soltec was super fun. Um, we we shared a lot of Ruka riders at the time, and Chucky was the uh, team manager over there. So yeah. I, we did some cool shit with yeah. them. Yeah, Chucky. Yep, and. Um, but quickly, like, you know, that's when the other recession happened. 2008. And, yep. So, like, budgets were getting cut, and people were getting fired. And I'm pretty sure my job was pretty safe. Um, but I was like, you know what? This is a good time to, you know, if, if now or never kind of thing. Mm. And um, my parents needed help. And I'm like, all right. I, I well, hey mom, can you at least pay me this much money and I'll come back? <laughs> so I came back and okay. I've been doing that ever since. And I still, you know, freelance stuff, you know, like yeah. the gotcha thing we're talking about and um, for fun to keep to keep uh, things interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. And keeping it in the family, you know? Yeah. That's that's uh totally. it's, a, it's it's great that you had something to fall back on that yeah. you you were already personally involved with. Yeah. And, and comfortable it's and nice to be your own boss you know I, I think we all kind of aspire to be our own boss at one point or another yeah you know i, I probably could have other opportunities to work in the industry or whatever but i i felt i felt that's what i wanted to do and i you know i was like uh, i know enough people if if i'm over it i'll you know yeah. I, I, I feel like i get a job yeah again, you know so you, you've gained enough experience and knowledge and built a network to where if you wanted to jump back in yeah you probably could yeah, yeah. Even even now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. I mean. So so we didn't really talk about how you got into shaping. So yeah, were you shaping that whole okay. time and everything? Yeah. So the shaping thing's funny because I don't I don't talk I don't like present myself as a shaper, like a shaper does because. How does a shaper present? Himself? Well, you know, it's like every single <laughs> post is like looking at the board and it's just all about shaping, and. Um, my you know what? I, I follow you, and I've been following you for a while, so I, I know a lot of board saying. photos. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are board photos, because that's what you I do. Really, but you don't really... Just because, like, look, like, so... There's no my, calipers ever. No. So, like, <laughs> here's here's the deal. So, like, me and my brother both started shaping when we are like, 10 and 11 years old. Wow. And and that was before CNC's, and we started, you know, we hand-shaped and all that stuff. And um, when, when CAD design started coming out, like, I was all about it. Because I was already into like graphic design and design and everything, so me video and brother, games and everything. You're like, yeah, this is like, yeah, totally. So we dove in and um, like, so all my shaping, it, I design on CAD, and then I hand finish it, right? Or mm -hmm. I have one of our production guys doing it. So just for the fact of like guys like my dad or whoever who still hand shape a bunch, like you know, it's all like people kind of hang their hat on the hand shape thing. I'm not embarrassed to say that I CAD design the what. What, what the CAD design does for me is I'm able to run my business and I could shape. You yeah. know what I mean? If I was just shaping all day, I you can't do anything like that. Yeah. So I was so stoked when that came out. I could I can go work at Etnies. I could do this and still shape and have fun and do all that. So 
um, it's it's something that I do, but it's not what I hang my hat on. Yeah, you know. So, um, but you still have to know the intricacies, and you no, got to know that sure. like what yeah. works, and you're on the board, so you know instantly the like the feedback that. Totally. You're, you're not for. a shaper until you shape with a fucking cheese grater. Zanadu. Zanadu. I haven't heard Zanadu's, but it's on. He shaped with a sh- cheese grater, bro. Yeah, dude, that doesn't surprise. <laughs> you, you heard those freaking stories, like you know, like they didn't have anything in Brazil back in the day. You're talking the early '70s, like nothing. Dude, I know. Oh, Xanadu's you're supposed rep. to use catalyst <laughs> I've always liked Xanadu too because he always had like a little bit different shapes. Oh yeah, know? and um, that that's super cool and. Yeah, so the shaping thing, it's in my blood. I mean, my my dad, my brother, and myself, we do it. I mean, we're doing it every day. We're design boards every day. Like I, I told you, we shape here right in the shop. That's so awesome. Is it, is it a, a love-hate with dad, or is he, like, really embrace and, and like, give you some, some good, you know, no, help and feedback and criticism? And I mean, no, he loves, I'm, he loves that we shape, but he is my dad to where, like, you know, I told you to do it like this. Why are you doing it like that? No, it's more like my buddy comes in and wants to learn how to shape, right? Oh. My dad's all hands-on, super crazy. Then For me, he's like, yeah, just do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that would and he looks start. at you, fucking <laughs> yeah. nostrils, nostrils are flaring and yeah, yeah, yeah. eyeballs bulging out. Yeah. Like, no. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No, that's no like- he's always been super, super, um, like, stoked on it, you know? And, and he inspires me because, dude, he's 74. He freaking, dude. I'm all, bro, I wish we had a GPS tracker on you just to see how many freaking miles you walk Steps, yeah. in a year. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's always been kind of a fun, like, bond between all, all three of us, you know, just making Super it. cool. So all these years of shaping, have, have you shaped for, like, GT or, like, so people we know? And Yeah, you know what's funny is um, my brother has shaped for, like, a lot of really good guys, you know, like guys, guys that you wouldn't think of. Um, myself, I've always kind of shaped like, uh, it's funny, I, I haven't really shaped for many of those guys. Like, I made ED a board that he really likes right now, so that's kind of cool. Um, I've made Kyleni some boards that he uses, Ooh, which nice. is pretty neat. And Kyleni comes from the paddle thing, that's how I know him, um, from stand up paddle, and um. So there's like I, I've always like what was cool is my brother's always been like high performance right like shortboard, my dad's like longboard and he does like paddleboards and wave skis and all that stuff and then I've always been like the alternative like twin, you know ASIM, you know and I and I do a lot of the paddleboards and a lot of the race boards so we kind of fit all together so, um, I'll shape like, you know the rad guy the weird board yeah you know <laughs> so that's that's what's kind of cool like um like Jason kind of really he always cracks me up because like he'll go on a surf trip and have all these guys on like whether it's Jordy or whatever and he'll call me he's like bro I need like six of your weird boards in your garage and I and we're doing this article and these guys are going to sh- surf on them so I'll, like you know I'll loan them weird boards for these guys are, guys to try and um, I never seen the photos but I've loaned them out a handful of times yeah but it's um, but that I mean and I think we, we were talking about this earlier before we started the podcast is how rad it is with all the different shapes like out there and and, and 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 that are available yeah and you know to say super stoked on you know getting out in the water is you have a quiver yeah. you know not just a quiver of the same high performance board that we grew up on it's like a quiver of fun right. stuff yeah. or yeah, stuff think, that's going to work in those conditions i think that's what's cool about you know infinity and my dad we've always made everything you know what i mean and it, it's actually really hard to do that because it's hard to be good at every little segment and 
you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, turn their nose up on the paddleboard thing and, and whatnot. But like, that's just how I grew up. You know, my dad's always made tandem boards. He's always made yeah. like wave skis, like, you know, the dorkiest stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, we never thought of it that way. It's just like, you know, like I love making a stand up paddle race board. Like the, the design of it is, is like so crazy. And, um, so we sell all that stuff and, and yeah. that's what's well, been cool. What's, what's cool is like, you know, people try to be everything to everybody yeah and and look really foolish and right. look really fake right, right but there's only a handful of people and you just described it like you are from every every genre of surfing you know yeah. from your dad to your brother to yourself right you're authentic and and that's what makes it real is how authentic you guys are yeah and, and relevant too you know because like trends come and go and if yeah. you're, you're if you're a shaper and you're, you're known for just like you know that stick you know like yeah. Yeah. you know like you guys but have it's, it's funny catalog. though you you come from a surf shaping surfboard shaping family and you're you've been in the industry all this time and you've seen it evolve and you know it's crazy to think how how diverse it's gotten yeah right because because back in the day when your mom and dad were tandem surfers there was just longboarding yeah and maybe you know a little bit of shortboarding starting to happen yeah and then to think fast forward to the day all the things that we mentioned asim boards paddle boards you fishes, know whatever retro, fish fish, yeah mid -length, there's you know, so you could just go through it. everything's accepted now yeah and i remember I, if, I, if you know because surfing so like kind of quick to judge i remember i'd make a weird board and people would talk so much smack on it you know and now it's like whatever shaper board label makes this weird thing it's like on board porn and that's getting celebrated i mean it's cool right yeah yeah like that's so rad but i remember like back in the day you'd kind of get made fun of and yeah and that's just one of the things like we never really cared about we always just made all that stuff. well we talk about this there's like two or three classes of surfers back in the day you know you had your your jock and then you had your like you know granola granola like yeah. hips you know and then you had your like old dude and then now there's like tons of so more so subcultures within surfing so you know you, you're you're you gotta i mean you gotta appease you know a kind of a larger demographic yeah. you know like yeah. you got a lot of a lot more opportunity out there if if you pay attention to it yeah well and it's different too i mean it's easy to be a quote-unquote shaper now you know you open up your instagram <laughs> hack away some boards in your backyard and you know put a red resin tin on it and you know you're a shaper or whatever um so it, it, it's a lot different it's a lot different for yeah. sure yeah yeah so I, you, we started talking about gotcha and how you yeah so what are you doing now bro yeah besides um, shaping yeah well yeah like i've always kind of like kept my finger like just to stay busy you know and stay creative so i always done like some freelance design and marketing or branding or whatever and um on the side hustle yeah you know i live in california so we could do that right <laughs> you have to have a side hustle but um yeah the gotcha thing's super cool because um obviously it's like my first real sponsor and um you didn't even mention that bro i didn't mm -mm. Oh, i thought we did oh uh -uh. well gotcha. yeah it was my first real sponsor um where i actually like you know got some stuff paid for and you know whatever and um we were one of the first shops to carry gotcha 
um, GT, who was the manager of our shop, um, was the very first like team rider for Gotcha. Like, basically, there's a lot of roots with Infinity, Gotcha, and 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 myself. Yeah. So, um, Chili yeah. and uh, another guy, um, my friend Eladio, who works at Gotcha, mm. Eladio Correa. He he's was Etnies. He was my boss yeah. at Etnies. So he he's like, hey man, we're relaunching Gotcha. Um, we need help with surf. You know, you wanna you wanna help us out a little bit. I'm all yeah. So cool. well, that sounds fun because you guys are rad, you know, and, I, you know, I think we're at the age where we don't want to do anything that's not fun. Yeah. So if it's fun, you're into it. So basically, yeah, gotcha. I think it's like officially like six months old or something. It's like not, not even, you know, really. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they got me helping out with some surf stuff and they got um, Chris Pastris helping with some skate stuff. Sick. And there's just. Dune. A rad, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a rad little team, um, Eladio and Chile and. Um, they finally got good people behind it, yeah. and the energy's there. And I've heard some good things about it. At well, they Proof understand. Lab. I've heard. Yeah, some they understand the history and where good. it needs to go. So um, it's just been fun to be a part of that. I um, I just put uh, Jesse Guglamana on the team. He's from Newport. He was like a um, he was a he's like a skate surfer. Writes for Album. Okay. And um, he was like a designer at uh, Brixton for a little while. So he's just a cool like art guy. His little, um, he's got a little, uh, um, oh yeah, you might go that. Yeah, just do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the podcast in my van, which is cool. Super cool. But uh, yeah, uh, Jesse, he's got his little um, embroidered screenshot next to Daydream Surf Shop in Costa Mesa. Oh, sick. Yeah, so just having a, some cool energy in it and, um, you know, it's there's a little history with there and and with those guys it's it's fun yeah, yeah. Well, well gotcha as we all know was the ba- the the brand you know for yeah. you know a long period of time and yeah you know it's always sad to see brands go away but i mean it's 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 so influential in our industry and it's yeah. a heritage brand and to see it come yeah. back is it's we, awesome you know our podcast has been celebrating a lot of you know right the the guy the team riders and and companies yeah through our podcast through instagram and like we had girl Ack on and yeah. that was so fun yeah to post you know old photos of girl totally wearing gotcha and matt archibald wearing gotcha it's like it's one of those brands that you know you you wish never went away yeah, and and we're glad to see it. You know, and yeah, they had, they had like you said, you growing up here. They, they, this was their little epicenter here. You know, yeah. where like Quicksilver was like Studio Fifty Four, totally. and like other brands had like other like strongholds along the coast. Like yeah. Gotcha was pretty. The yeah, Salt Creek was, heavy. Yeah, Crickshank was the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Crickshank. Um, but like they said, Potter would come and stay here all the time. Dino and, and Dino. Dino. Yeah, yeah and Dino and Dino and Dino and, and, and yeah. Dino and even Warno wrote for Gotcha. <laughs> come on, yeah. So, and, um, and we were like, actually the upstairs of my store, cause it's two stories, um, was a gotcha, full gotcha store at one point. No way. So it was like a concept store before like board riders and all that stuff. So, um, it's kind of cool. I have like old light boxes and everything that they're using for their <laughs> displays, like up at, uh, where they're, they have a little, um, what is it called? Like, a they're at Travada. They have a little, um, capsule in there. It's Travada in, they're in, uh, in Newport, right? Okay. Yeah. Lido. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So. so Gotcha has a pop-up in there right now? Yeah. Sick. And they're using the original light box that I had from 19-whatever it is. How rad. <laughs> I want that back. I know. Though I told him that. <laughs> but the thing's like 200 pounds. It's so funny. It's like full-on wood, like yeah. crazy light box. So when did you start 
Where just like, again? Um, like six months ago. Oh, sick. Yeah, so it's been like a, uh, you know, just like a cool, slow little thing. Like we finally, we did like a little thing with Stab. We have a little promotion with uh, Monster Children coming out where um, I shaped uh, these 80s inspired boards, which we had uh, Mike Funk, who's um, the original artist who laid out all those ads we remember, like the Don't Surf, Don't Start. Yeah. He did the art on them. If you don't surf, don't start. Yeah, yeah. remember those? So it's yeah. like, it's our board with Mike Funk's um, art, and they're like giving it away and doing this cool little story in Monster Show, which I think comes out in October. Pretty Dude, cool. Dude, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. So it's we should do a giveaway for the for when we release this podcast. Dude, it, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. could do like a um, little, uh, Just little, little, bag, little love box. Yeah, a little yeah. love. For sure. That's, de- that's easy. That's cool. You guys are partnering, you know, you know, like Monster Children and doing like a full yeah. like... You know, like, stab. Yeah, like yeah, just trying to speak surf a little bit. I think Gotcha has one of those things where, like, it it, it was it was like to us, it, Gotcha means something. And now there's a lot of people that don't didn't know what Gotcha was. Yeah. So it's hard to like tell the story, but still like be new. You know. Yeah. That's like the challenge there. But um, I think it's you know it's better than just starting from scratch. You know, to yeah. have some sort of backstory. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah and I, I I think yeah, like again, like that that heritage and even if it's like second generational like you said it's going to take a little time to educate that that the kids or the yeah. people that didn't know about it yeah you talk to anybody that's was around when it was on like i mean i don't want to date ourselves but it yeah. was like oh man yeah, like, cool. yeah they were the full yeah punk rock you know fashion forward like surf brand that was just yeah. Well, you knew you saw the product you knew that was gotcha yeah we had ed on yeah and, yeah you know obviously that. he he got recruited. His first job in the industry was Gotcha. Right. But, you know, aside from him, me personally, like, when I was a kid, yeah, Echo Beach was, like, right. gnarly. Right. But then you you had Gotcha and the Shark Man and, and like, yeah. you know, Gotcha Utility. You're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Dude, gotcha. The fish logo, you know? You're just yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, gotcha totally. Mang- uh, mango which was like another like australian brand and maui and sun and yeah, i had all, all these stickers before like quicksilver yeah. and billabong really even though they were around they weren't really yeah. like maui and sun's was bigger than quicksilver and billabong yeah that was like point yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. but like I just and again gotcha. as a kid when you know th- i just i just remember stickers and like t-shirt graphics and yeah. like certain items you know because none of the clothes really fit me you know because we were little kids yeah <laughs> but i just remember like the stickers like yeah. how precious those things were and how stoked you were and i'm yeah. looking at your half the logo the shark logo yeah and I'm i know like, it's all about the shark i'm all freaking so sick yeah no and it was <laughs> cool and like a lot of the guys like that it like you said is creek heavy like you know really influenced me growing up like yeah. a gt you know and um there's even like like old school guys that ripped like brad kingsley he was a goofy footer oh, yeah, yeah, yeah brad footer. kingsley like yeah. all those we guys were from him. gotcha yeah. he was an ezekiel guy too yeah he was yeah dude those guys ripped and you know, GT is just, I mean, he's still the coolest guy ever, you know what I mean? Like, and I just remember being a Grom and GT around the shop, and he was one of those guys that, like, <laughs> if people had long hair, he had his head shaved, right? Yeah. Then if He was so, the opposite. He was opposite. He yeah. was always the next, he was, like, if GT was doing it, it was the coolest. So he was, like, one of my biggest influences growing up was, yeah. was GT, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear different socks. Dude, everything. I remember yeah. he had, he, I, came to, I came here when I was Grom one day, and he, he had, like, dreadlocks and like in it he kind of looked like the island boys guys right and i was like 
shut up. Yeah, I was all, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but like for some reason it was cool as hell because GT was doing <laughs> Island Boys. Remember when like Guatemalan kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. He Rhythm was, Division. Yeah, dude. dude. He was all about it. And then, and then like just like that, he shaved his head. We're like, what? Yeah, so he was always rad. So, so what, I, what what boards like I mean you do everything I mean you yeah. do stand up you longboard you shortboard yeah. you I mean you're a waterman you know mm-hmm. like what what do you what's your quiver like yeah um it, it changes from day to yeah. day bro like literally uh, like it just depends like I just like you I'll probably I check out surf lines see whatever where I want to surf and then I decide what board I want to ride and and a lot of t- that's just where I'm gonna go determines what I'm gonna ride like I still stand up surf quite a bit yeah. um I. Uh, I kind of I never ride a thruster really anymore, just because, you know I don't know I just ride twenties and yeah. and mid lengths and stuff, but I'll surf creek on a twenty like a lot, um, go down oceanside a lot. I go to Newport, um, kind of a lot. I got some friends that I surf for it up yeah. there, but um, yeah, and I still like like I'll spend time on a paddleboard like in, instead of going to the gym, I paddle ten miles a week, you know at least. Yeah, so, awesome. And um, yeah, it's just fun. So I just. I've seen you uh, partake at the wave pool. Yes, 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 yes. I and you've I, been to Waco too. I've been there a couple times. <laughs> Have you been to Waco too? Yeah, yeah, I went to Waco one time. I've been to the ranch. Um, fortunately, I've been to the ranch three times. So sick. Yeah, huh? and um, Lars been a couple times. Yeah, it's yeah. it is sick. Yeah, and especially like with the group I get to go with, it it's there's only uh, like ten of us, so you get a lot of waves. Yeah. You know, for for that place. Yeah. But. And you went when? Just recently. I just right? went Summer. like a month ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, getting cold. It was cold. That was the only bummer because we did a night session, and it was honestly really cold <laughs> waiting for the waves. And um, I gave yeah, my. You're lo- not paddling and keeping your body warm. You're no, just and like- then you know how you're like into different groups. Like you're like, all right, a lot of people aren't going to follow this group. I'm not. I'm only going to get my two waves or whatever. And that's what happens. Like we were in this one group that no one would fall. And oh. So basically, I, in an hour, I, I rode two waves. And yeah, it was cold. <laughs> dude, two waves in an hey, hour? Hey. Yeah. Fall, 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 yeah, fall, dude. fall, fall. Isn't it the biggest mind fuck? Like, like yeah. you see your buddy, you want to be stoked, but you're also yeah. like, like, yeah, you're all fall, 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 yeah. fuck, fall, fall, fall. And then once you know they're not going to fall, you're all, yeah, bro, you know, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, once they pass you. Yeah, when they pass you, if they fall, you're just like, there's a tear. There's a tear in your yeah. eye while you're Why? saying, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to Waco? Have you guys I've been not. Yeah, I've been a couple of times. So Waco, it's, the difference is like, uh, you know, the ranch or surf ranch, you kind of feel like you have to safety surf it because everyone wants to get to the tube mm-hmm. and you only get a limited amount of waves. Waco, you get so many freaking waves. You got cut loose. That you could just, and it's way more fun like that way. Obviously the waves better at the surf ranch, but. Different. Uh, different. Yeah. But like you get so many waves at Waco, like. You're, you're like kind of getting out skipping your turn having you know talking and coming back like it doesn't matter but over there you're just like so nervous it's a party like waco's ranch. a party but you're yeah. surfing and yeah. ripping and having fun like you know yeah ranch no is stress like, yeah. you're like you're just amped like a grom yeah surf, surf ranch you're fucking stressed yeah you're stressed and you're, you're tripping you're just like, like more i don't want to blow and you don't want to nurse it you also don't want to go straight you want to yeah. actually try to turn yeah. oh it's just a mind fuck yeah it's a mind fuck yeah <laughs> So, but yeah, they're both rad for sure. Yeah. Rad and different. What, 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 um, like surf trips have you, you know, you talked about growing up, going to Hawaii and Mexico, yeah. like totally. as, as an adult, like being a team manager and like, yeah, like where's some of the spots um, that you're like, I want to go back or that was insane. I mean, if I could choose anywhere to go tomorrow, it'd be Tabarua. Yeah. It's just like, you know, one flight, the waves are epic. The spot's epic. 
you know, you could get barreled. To Wave to Ranch on steroids? Yep, yeah, totally. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've done the mints a handful of times. Yeah. Um, been to Tahiti a bunch. Like, we make a um, bunch of boards for uh, Tikanui Smith. So um, we have a good connection in Tahiti. Um, Which is, like, so insane, but you just, like, hope it's not 900 yeah. feet. No, totally, yeah. totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, been all over. I mean, really, it's... Yeah. Um, Porto, you know, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, everywhere. You know, it's yeah. been fun. And my wife's from Hawaii, so we go to Hawaii a few times, you know, a year to visit her family. Cool. And um, that's... Because that's, that's so important. I mean, as a surfer, you know, it's like just staying active and getting out of the water, your local break, which is, you know, obviously what what keeps you in tune, but to go on a, a good surf trip, you yeah. know, and, and be able to get in some warm water, it's like, that's what we live for. Yeah, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> I, I know. I, know. I, I need warm water so bad. We're in December. We got it's ripped off right this year. Now. It's cold right now. It, we got ripped off this year for, for warm water. We barely trunked oh, it. That's weak. true. It was weak. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember maybe like three weeks of No, like, you're right. I was, I was wearing a full suit like in summer. Yeah, I was wearing a short sleeve full for most of summertime. Yeah, we got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, I'm, I've been wearing a 4.3 the past two days and I'm feeling cold wow because of the, the air fog been, and yeah. yeah it's been cold yeah yeah but i mean you know traveling is 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 so is, is part of our lifestyle you yeah know? yeah totally yeah it's fun and i kind of like like you know i, I don't surf as much you know yeah. I, you kind of you kind of think like you surf every day but if i if i really think about it when it comes down to it, i probably surf twice a week yeah. you know if it's really good i try to go more but me too dude you this know. guy's out this every day. Hey, <laughs> are you? He's a Grom. Literally? No. Yeah. He's out there every no, day. No, because I think that's sick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. See, yeah. See, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, it's always six foot and glossy and I, off, offshore. I have a magic going off and board that works in everything, except when it gets bigger, it's a little yeah. bit too squirrely, but yeah. yeah. Those are it the fun, makes, the borderline out of control ones. Yeah. Those are fun. Huh? Right? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've had this conversation with people, yeah. and it's like, if you get on a board and it's stiff and you find this sweet spot and it's still like kind of, that's gone. Yeah. If you get a board that's too loose, you're like, okay, maybe I could kind slow it down and kind of, over here, you yeah. know, and kind of change the fins, baby. <laughs> I would, yeah. Go down the rabbit hole. I don't know. I was never a guy that just change fins, change fins really. I, I, I came old school, you know? Yeah. I didn't even want that option. I'm like glass on <laughs> until like, <laughs> until it was just like, all right, I, I guess I'll switch. But no, like having a board that is super sensitive, obviously, you know, you could manipulate it versus the other way around. Yeah. Or it's stiff. And, I or, know, the theory or, of glass on is, is sweet, but I, I hate the what ifs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with I mean, the technology, you know, again, dating ourselves with when it was just glass ons to switching to, you know, a fin box. There wasn't a lot of good fin templates and options, and it was still a little sketchy. And then now it's yeah. like, man, there's so many good fins, and yeah. I want to see what that board feels like with that. And look totally. at that, you know, like no. it's, it's really insane. Before I forget to ask, how where did brown blur come? Oh from? yeah, that, that two R's the brown yeah, blur, right. <laughs> so the brown blur, the brown blur. He's brown, dude. The, Filipino. The okay, well the. The came from because the brown blur was already taken on Instagram. Oh, there is. So you got to throw the on there. To okay. Talk that. But no, it's it's kind of a weird story. Like I'm kind of like uh, I've always into I've always been into Bigfoot, 
and like Loch Ness Monster and like stuff like that, right? Okay. So um, <laughs> and aliens. <laughs> this ties back into it, right? So the brown blur originally came from um, this this local guy Bill that serves Salt Creek. He dropped in on me, and I like came right around him and I kind of sideswiped him on accident and kept going right. And I come back out and I'm like, hey, Bill, how's that wave? And he didn't know it was me, right? And and uh, he's all, he's all, man, I had a killer drop in, but next thing you know, all I saw was a brown blur and I ate shit. <laughs> and everyone in the lineup starts laughing, right? So they all started calling me the brown blur, like, oh, the brown blur. And then <laughs> it, they all saw it happen. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> then it, so it kind of awesome. stuck because then like the Bigfoot thing and, and like I, I was traveling a lot, like, you never you know have you seen the blur like where's the blur like bl he's blurry so it's like the brown blur yeah because i wasn't I was that's never, epic yeah. that's funny <laughs> yeah so was that early going on like a long I've, had, time? I've had that nickname maybe like i don't know 15 years or yeah. something yeah. i was going so fast on the wave this is yeah brown blur. yeah that's what he said and, and the funny part was he literally didn't notice me i'm all bro that was me and yeah. it was like ah! you know it's just kind of this funny thing that's it's epic a, inside joke but yeah, yet yeah it stuck yeah it stuck it stuck you know you know his nickname chalky right yeah yeah I, I don't know if i heard where he got it yeah from the jeff, jeff booth. booth gave it to me boothy yeah, yeah. he says <laughs> you surf like a chocolate hockey <laughs> i love that <laughs> Dude, that's so, awesome. I'll take it. Have you told that story on the pod yet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't hear that one. Yeah. We, we talk about it every Yeah. He, he's he's awesome. like hockey. Dude, I love that. Freaking, uh, who's that one uh, Huntington guy that surfs like hockey too? CC Betchlock. Yes, that's yeah. it. CC. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. it. Yeah. We just uh, ran into him last weekend at the but, 80s contest. Yeah. But, that's but awesome. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. ripping. Yeah. Again, I wish yeah, I didn't say that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Cease. Yeah. No, he's been, uh, he's been, he's, been it he's on it. Yeah. He got, he got, he oh, got, he got the, the juice again. Speaking of phenomenal goofy footers, we just had Doug, dog saliva on. Oh, Doug sick. Silva. Yeah. yeah mink sick. system. Isn't he doing the mink yeah. system? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. We yeah. got to give one of those away. We got a couple that they gave us, so we'll yeah. give one of those away. Dude, Kyleni the uses them, so they got to be good. Yeah. Right? And and uh, Chris and more. She does, too? Yeah. So. Hell yeah. yeah. So. But his... Oh, gosh, dude. I, and I'm watching this intently. I don't know if you've... Let's not bring that. up bad, bad... But, dude, we, we did an hour with him, and then, <laughs> you know, Lar had to leave, so we had to reconvene, and we reconvened, and we were fucking recording... We're having a good time. He's telling us epic, juicy gems. Fuck, and epic. I looked down, and my computer crashed. No way. Yeah. <laughs> hour and a half into it. Oh, it was. Damn. It doesn't it was, like save it somehow. I uh, no. It, it didn't just, save it. It just crashed. It. it but wow. it's going now. Yeah. You but, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but it was epic, right and, and we'll have to. Yeah, redo. Well, well, yeah. It's all good. But, but the show's not about dog saliva. No, you brought him up, though. <laughs> this show's about the brown blur. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Anything else you wanted to promote or promote talk or about? Promote or push or um, I mean, your local surf shop? And yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the holidays. It is the holidays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's always cool to support your local surf shop wherever you are, um, of course. And uh, the independent surf shops. Yeah. I think yeah. that's important as well. Family ran, family owned. Yep. Over 50 and, uh, years. 50. 50 it'll be 52 it. next year for you guys right? yep Holy and smokes. if you ask where your if your board's coming make sure you bring some beers yeah that gets, that gets your board down a little quicker right? yeah that's the that, old that, trick no one yeah. does that and, much yeah anymore. that hasn't changed right <laughs> it's 
It's epic. It's a good thing we brought some. Hey, we brought some Ashland we hard this seltzer. Good too. Yeah. We brought some holiday IPA from St. Archer. Yeah, We're giving seasonal. you uh, South, uh, sorry, Caliente Southwest Grill, Grill gift yep. card. Love so it. you could partake in some Thank healthy Mexican food. Bonsai Bowl. Gave Always you some bonsai, bonsai ball. You're right here in San Clemente. Yeah. Or if you go to Huntington yeah. or Laguna. Yep, yeah, Laguna. They got yeah. five California locations, two in Hawaii. Everybody knows the bonsai Brought ball. Brought you some, Be in you the know, bowl. you got nice skin, but you always have to protect it. And Absolutely. you always got to stay in the shade, sunscreen. Shade, sunscreen. For sure. It's been around since the sun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's Strider. My, my oh. boy's name's Strider. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, also... Uh, one of our newest sponsors, right? Yeah. Otis. Otis. Sunglasses. Mineral. This is going to come lens. at a better time because I, I actually need new sunglasses. Yeah. And these are epic. Yep. So, uh, yeah. dude, those are like your style. I could run these yeah. easily. Those are sick. Wifey We're, might even give me like some good props. Of, like, so, dude. He just got, he's got the Omar, the Eco Clear Smoke Blue Polar Lens. Oh my gosh, these things are dope. Yeah, nice. yeah. they're sweet. Thank you, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, our sponsors. Thank you, Otis. Um, go check them out at your local retailer and uh, su support our sponsors. Yeah. Make good stuff. Absolutely. Whether it's booze or sunscreen or glasses or food. If you need to buy a new <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> vehicle, you can go to Lake Elsinore, Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Ram and Jeep. Jeep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they hook up all the surfers that want you know a good deal you know you guys are taking all the boxes with all the good sponsors yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice work but um, no we couldn't do it without our sponsors and, and our guests and I mean it's just we're we're just the the hosts you know and you yeah. guys it's all about our guests and our stories and your families you know legacy what you guys are continuing on I mean hats off for you for being in business over fifty years and yeah. still building it's a great American dream boards yeah, and. Thanks you know uh it's insane it's awesome yeah it's fun if, it, if it's not fun i'll stop doing it yeah <laughs> it's cool to see people that are authentic and loving and passionately doing what they want yeah you know and and it's rad that you're working with our friend chili at with gotcha yep you know yep. that Chili's the man it's cool you guys are are re rejuvenating that brand and bringing it back to the younger generation um but yeah it's uh it's fun to hear everyone's stories and and be able to share them with with our audience so yeah man no i'm stoked to be a part of it and uh yeah well, let's let's get let's get a uh, gotcha giveaway going for yeah. sure for so sure be cool yeah cool all right yeah everybody check yeah, out infinity surfboards.com i don't know what's your yep. guys's infinity surf.com yeah and at, uh for a it, good time instagram it's yep uh at infinity surf or at the brown blur and if you're in dana point swing by and check out their their shop they got Boards for everybody. Yep. yep. Come say hi. You. 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 Peace. Happy holidays. Bonsai Bulls. Hands down the best bulls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bulls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years.
Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.